Hey, everybody. It's Jackie Johnson, host of Natch Butte. We talk skincare, we talk makeup, we talk all things beauty. And my guest this week is Ariana Maddox. Hi. What do we talk about, Ariana? Oh, my gosh. We answer all of your questions. We do. We talk about how our dogs were in a Pharrell video together. We talk about... Um, exfoliation. Oh, we talk about exfoliation. We talk about uh, tanning, self-tanning. We talk about laser hair removal. We, we go there. We dive, do a deep dive in my makeup bag. We And Tom's. And Tom's. <laughs> and Tom's Sandoval's. So maybe check out Natribute this week and see what we're talking about. See you there. Have you ever tried watching Netflix or Hulu only to find out the show you wanted to watch isn't available in your country? If you live outside of the U.S., chances are you've had trouble accessing your favorite shows. But a VPN can help. Check out VPNMentor.com for the best deals and prices on VPNs. Read honest reviews on more than 200 VPNs and compare them with our comparison tool. There's no reason you shouldn't watch your favorite shows just because you live in a different country. Go to VPNMentor.com to get started with the VPN today. Hey, shitbirds. Thanks for picking me up. Um, oh, boy. Here we are. Ding Donger with Matt Bronger. Uh, number 4,000, and I don't know. I don't even know what number we're at right now. I, I, I don't keep track of that stuff. Um, I do love the show, but, well, no no idea. Um, but back to the first thing. I do love, love the show, and uh, going in a bit of a new direction. Uh, I can tell you, because it's just you and me driving down the highway. You know, me, the slightly filthy but charming hitchhiker just sitting next to you. It's just us. I can tell you what we're doing. Um, the Dear Ding Donger segment uh, has really been focusing the show and uh, giving it a lot of uh, a lot of direction and, and uh, a lot of new life, I feel like. It's, it's kind of fun being the scumbag Dear Abby. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, not to call myself too much of a scumbag, but compared to Dear Abby, I'm absolutely, absolutely a scumbag. You know, has Dear Abby ever tried cocaine? Because I have. There's one example. And don't do coke, guys. It sucks. Um, but we're going to do a lot more of the, of the call-in stuff because it's, it's, it's just been fuel for a lot of the comedy, for a lot of the fun. Um, it, it's inspiring. It's cool to hear from everybody. So that said, here's the number. If you haven't called it, fucking call it. Just do it. Just do it. You know you got something you need advice on. You know you have some question you want to ask. Just throw something out in the ether. It doesn't matter. There's no real defining thing. It doesn't have to be, look, you might be that person that's just like, I'm totally adjusted. Nothing bugs me. Fucking, what do I need from you? You'll find something. Um, you know, I, I, I went to therapy today. And uh, as, I, as I said many times before, the reason I have a therapist is so I can just say anything that's on my mind. Most people do not have a person like that in their lives. And if you don't have a therapist, you don't have that person. There's nobody in your life you can say anything to. Yeah, You have to pay them like a therapist. Me, you don't have to pay. Shit. I don't even know who you are. You could be a woman, call in, be like, hi, I'm Byron. That's not true at all, unless you're a chick named Byron, which that's amazing. But you know what I mean? It's 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 completely riskless. Just call in. So anyway, the number to call, if you don't know, is 323-776-3609. Once again, that's 323-776-3609. Anytime you read a number in any kind of recorded situation, you just do that. The number is 323-776-3609. No one's like, 323-776-3609. 
there's a there's a there's a cadence that you just have to use. So that said, let's get right into it. We're gonna new format. We're gonna pepper the call-ins throughout the show. Don't worry, it's not gonna be just call-ins. I do have other stuff I want to talk about. Um, it is bottom line, just you and me. Because I started with you, I'm staying with you. You gotta dance with the one who brung you, you know, and you're it, whoever you are. Um, but we're gonna listen to some calls together along the way. Isn't that exciting? No? Fuck off. Okay, here we go. Roll the first call. Hey, Matt. I'm a big time fan of pretty much everything you do. I'm trying to get my start in stand-up comedy. I just wanted to know if you had any recommendations for editing together a set or changing up punchlines or just kind of trying to make jokes work as long as you've got a funny setup for it or anything like that. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Love the podcast. And uh, hopefully you guys pick this to talk. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey man, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, whoa, that's a that's a real vague one. Um, but I appreciate it, uh, and I appreciate you. Um, you know, kind of it, <laughs> kind of firing from all uh, from all the barrels there. Uh, boy, don't know where to begin. But uh, just specific uh, advice in terms of being a comedian is just. I mean, it really comes down to just do it as often as you possibly can, and uh, try to be as fearless as you can, and just try to do the stuff you think is funny. There, there's no real advice I can tell you in terms of how to um, how to pick premises, how to uh, pull off a punchline, how to um, do some funny turn of phrase or make a funny face or anything like that. It's it's basically uh, you want to get to the point where you're as funny as you are off stage, uh, on stage, excuse me, as you are off stage with your friends. When you get that kind of comfort level, then you get into what's known as you know finding your voice. Uh, which is the hardest thing for a comedian to do, and it takes a long, long, long time uh, to your voice being your unique uh, perspective. But um, honestly, thanks for being. <laughs> I got to call you. It's kind of pretty funny that um, uh, you being a fan of literally everything I, I've done. It's that's not true. I've done I've done terrible things in my time. No, uh, but that that means a lot, man. Thank you so much, and thank you for calling in and and um, and uh, you know. Asking uh, even even a, a, as wide ranging a question as that, I, I couldn't nail it down exactly, but I appreciate you calling in, man. Uh, and you're a little hard to understand, so you know. First advice I'd give you: speak up. You know, live it up. Um, oh, speaking of com- comedian stuff and comedy, I'm going to be in Cleveland at Hilarities, November 9th to the 11th, uh, one of my favorite cities, a club I've never played. I'm really freaking psyched. So go to their website. All that jazz. Um, and again, if you have a uh, something you want to call in and ask us about, just hit us up at 323-776-3609 or hit me up. What should I say? Uh, <laughs> what am I talking about? Hit us up. Hit the whole team. Oh, well, you never know who's going to answer you. Uh, today is Columbus Day when we're recording this. I don't know when this thing's going to come out, but uh, today's Columbus Day. And there's a massive uh, controversy uh, that just is ever-present. As, as long as I've been alive, I remember it, it going down. Uh, right now, a lot of people are calling it Indigenous People's Day, which I'm definitely on board with, which is cool. Um, but I feel like everyone dumps on Columbus now, and, and they kind of should. I mean, it was wholesale just rape and, and, and capitalism gone insane. I mean, he was basically a pirate who sailed under protection of the crown. Uh, Spain at the time... Uh, you know, it, it's a tough contest, but at the of of all the civilizations, I think uh, the Spanish Empire might have been the most gold hungry of all time. That was their bottom line: just gold. Bring us gold. Cut their hands off. Doesn't matter. Gold. Um, and 
you know, what they would do is take a seafaring fella like Columbus and uh, give him three ships and, a you know, a, a cruise of men to just sail out. And he was trying to find a better uh, passage to India and turn out fine in America. And, you know, like he discovered America. Yeah, for whites. But, you know, the Vikings were supposedly there before him. They, they didn't, you know, advertise as much. Vikings are just much more into, into being straight up pillagers. And that's just how they're known. Columbus had a way better PR department. But back to what I was saying, basically, he basically was a pirate operating under the the, the, the protection of the crown. Um, I think let's keep Indigenous Peoples Day. Let's take Columbus out. Let's add a pirate day. Let's have a pirate day once a year. We can we can rotate. Um, you know, we can do maybe Captain Kidd. I think the first one should be Blackbeard the pirate. And so I wanted to get into that. If we have Blackbeard the pirate day. Uh, his name was actually Edward Teach. You could call it Teach Day. Teach Day sounds cool. You could sneak that past, uh, you know, the, the the stick in the muds. And it's actually Pirate Day. Psst, it's actually Pirate Day. Sounds good. Now, a couple things about uh, Blackbeard. He would tie his beard with fuses to scare people. He had a long, flowing, curling beard. And he would tie, like, fuses like you'd have at the end of a bomb and light them. So it looked like his beard was literally on fire. Now, look. If a guy comes up to you and he's got a sword and eyes full of murder and he's all sweaty and greasy and, and, and full of rum like a pirate would be, but his beard is also on fire? Like, this guy understood psychological warfare. I mean, if you didn't just drop your sword and run, I'm, you, got some, you got some real guts because that's, like, horrifying. If a guy has his beard on fire and he's just like, you're going to fight that guy? I don't think you're going to fight that guy. Uh, he actually formed a pirate alliance with other pirates, which, you know, he's a he's a team builder, which we always like as Americans. He had a pirate alliance. That sounds cool, right? And um, finally, a little bit of... Here's the thing. I have... Uh, I, I looked up a couple things online about Blackbeard, and the weirdest thing about him, I already knew, you know, is that he would um, take a couple of his, his pirate lieutenants down in the hold of the ship and stop up all the air holes and... Light something on fire and heat up some stones and throw some some brimstone in there um, and hay. So they're in basically the hold of the ship that is now filling with hot fog and and flames. You know, it's controlled fire. Uh, and if you've ever been like just in a sauna and it's really hot and you get to that point, you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. This is this feels like hell. There you go. He would seal up the hold, have a bunch of his other pirate buddies down there under his command, and fill it with hot fog, like just make it ungodly hot, just to see who could stand hell the longest. That's something he would literally do. And they would all eventually just be like, let me out, and kick open the latch and get back onto the deck and breathe in the sea air. And he'd be down there like, this is home. That's a pirate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think we should have Pirate Day. Get rid of Columbus Day. Keep Indigenous Peoples Day. Let's have Pirate Day. And uh, let's, uh, let's take it to the call. Doot, doot. No reason to open a can. Open up a road, man. <laughs> hey, Matt Bronger, love your podcast and also your comedy. Uh, I'm up in uh, the Northwest Ohio uh Come to Ohio sometime soon. Uh, we don't usually get too many comedians over in the Toledo area. Um, 
Also, if you have never played disc golf, you totally should. It's one of the best sports, and uh, it's definitely growing. Uh, have a good one, man. Bye. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. I actually, I have been to uh, Toledo, Ohio. I played one night there, um, and uh, listen, I would love to come back, but uh, I had uh, I, I'd, I'd, I'd one, I did this tour at the end of 2014. I know that because my gal and I were in, <laughs> were in talks. We were in talks to get back together, uh, and we'd been broken up for, woo. Eight months or something. I think this was a September jaunt. It was my one of my fall runs. I had just left Chicago, and I, where did I play? I played somewhere else in Ohio. Then I played Toledo. I had a one-nighter in Toledo. I remember, because I think it was at the Toledo Funny Bone, which at the time had the, the stereo system or the, the, the sound system was was really echoey and weird, and, and the stage was, was felt very strange to me. Um, but the guy who drove me around from uh, from place to place gave me a lot of history about Toledo that was awesome. Um, I didn't know that the term Holy Toledo comes from two different things. One, it has uh, evidently the most churches of, uh, I think, anywhere in Ohio and in most of uh, the, the greater Midwest, like per capita. It's a lot of uh, a lot of churches there. Uh, and, and two, it was called Holy Toledo... Um, Anytime, because anytime the mob guys, like the mob leaders, would meet up, that was where they'd meet up for meetings because Toledo was like, quote unquote, like holy ground, meaning you can't shoot each other in Toledo. Maybe because of the churches, the superstition of these probably Catholic based Irish and Italian mobsters, but they would meet up there and it was just, it was just neutral ground. So it was just known as like holy Toledo. Like we, and we know just this expression, like holy Toledo. But um, I remember eating some really good Greek food there. Is that right? I ate at a good Greek place, um, and it was it was rad. Uh, I could not make out the name of the sport you said. Um, can we can we play that? Disc golf. Disc golf. Thank you. My producers have just told me it was disc golf. Um, no clue what that is, but I'll Google it. Um, is that your thing, man? Cool. It's different. Uh, it's a it's a sport that's unknown to me, but um, hey, man, that's cool that you have an outlet. It's a fun thing. I think I think a lot of us fall down the hole of of not getting into uh, certain enthusiasms, be they sports, be they uh, a book club, whatever. But you know, disc golf could be a thing to you know connect you with other people who also like disc golf, and that's solid. That's right. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll try it. I'm not a fan. The only golf I really like is putt putt. That's kind of my jam. Um, putt putt and just going to a driving range or just whacking balls in a field into the woods. I just, I don't like the, 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 the trip and the walk and the 18 holes, maybe because I'm just, you know, have a, uh, it's just, just aversion to becoming someone who golfs. No offense to people that golf, but maybe it's because of the president. I blame him. Uh, let's take another call. Hey, Ding Donger. This is Wyatt from Denver. Um, I was calling. My question for you is, what is the most profound thing that has ever happened to you that's changed the course of your entire life? Uh, I've always been curious to ask that question of people and figured you'd be someone who'd make it kind of fun. So, yeah, that's all I got for you, man. Uh, take care. Hey, thanks, Wyatt. Uh 
calling from Denver. I, I appreciate that um, <laughs> that question. That's a heavy one. Holy balls. Um, well, since this is, as all of you know, who are uh, faithful fans or listeners of the podcast, uh, I don't hear these things in advance, so i got to think on my feet. And that's good, because I'm glad I'm not going to be you know, hearing this call last night and then just having hours to be like, oh my God, what it was the most amazing. Off the top of my head, I remember being a little boy, maybe I was like uh, three or four, looking off at a sunset and no shit, realizing other people had feelings. That's a real thing. Holy fuck. Talk about an only child. Good God. Wait, other people matter? I basically was evidently a sociopath up until that moment. Um, but, uh, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of dawned on me that that's off the top of my head. Um, also I, I brought this up in terms of, let's say in terms of comedy, I don't know if this is the most profound, but one of the best accidental lessons I ever got was from, uh, an older comedian who was next to me. And I remember we were watching this comedian who, uh, back in Chicago, who wasn't, uh, very good and and had a bit about uh, Gatorade having f- having a flavor called fierce lime and he was like what's so fierce about a lime screaming it and the guy next to me just said almost under his breath yeah that makes you mad right and in that moment i was like oh shit you should you should speak your truths not something that you think someone might think is funny because it's weird or blah 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 there's no re- there's no way that dude ever got mad at Gatorade having their dumb flavor it was just something he thought of to say, which is not to knock him. But, you know, I wouldn't say that's the most profound, but again, I'm going off the top of my head. Let me try to think of one more at least for you. Um, probably, let's see. When, 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 I, when I realized that I, I loved my, my, my now fiance um, and it didn't, check all all the boxes in my in at least I felt in my head in my heart but after I kind of gave in gave into the feeling and 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 worked for the relationship I ended up checking those boxes myself if that makes any sense I talk about on the on the podcast how a lot of the times um at least in my experience when something's been driving me absolutely insane or something's bothering me or there's an old grudge or something I'm doing it to myself because, you know, we tend to beat the shit out of ourselves for no reason on a, a thousand different levels. Um, where I always kind of had this this uh, idea of what love was uh, in my life. Of just like, oh, it's if it doesn't, if it's not this, if it's not this thing, or, you know, if, it's not, if, I, if I don't feel this feeling all the time, then it's not love. And, and that's, that's shit. That's dumb. Love is... In a, in a in a large respect, for for human beings at least, a construct. It's something we've come up with. It's real. I believe in it, but it's something you have to uh, have and also choose. And don't don't get me wrong. You, if you have no connection with a human being, you're 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 not off to a good start in terms of finding real love with this person. But uh, if you do. And you feel it's real, then it's it's worth it's worth giving it a shot. Um, I I broke up with my gal twice, and we got back together, and both times, and it's because because I I had so much tumultuous 
chaos inside of myself and I and I I I couldn't just couldn't find the strength to go ahead and and take that step and what once I did it all kind of became uh clear to me that there you're never going to going to have it easy getting to find that person and be with that person who will be eventually as I put it your oasis the person you go to to get away from all the horse shit and to get relief from life and from um you know just the, the 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 everyday pain and uh, you know high extreme or 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 small that we all, we all go through. Um, so it's it's you know I just I don't believe in soulmates. I don't believe in um, uh, God made a, a special wonderful person for each of us, and we just gotta find that. Per- yeah, you gotta find that person, but you also have to work with someone who could be that person as you both evolve. So that was kind of a profound moment for me. Um, I think those three add up. I might as might as well have just stopped with the first one because uh, you know that <laughs> that always makes me laugh. What a shithead kid! Other people have feelings. What the fuck? I was one of those kids who learned to read and learned to speak well very young. So I was an asshole. Um, let's take another call. Hey Matt, it's Rin from Pittsburgh. Do you believe in ghosts? I'm not sure if I do, but I'm really into those cheesy ghost shows and uh, been experiencing a lot of weird stuff uh, around town lately. Might just be because I'm lacking sleep, but yeah, live that creepy life. Bye. <laughs> live that creepy life. That's great. Uh, thanks for calling, Rand. Um, yeah, in answer to your questions, no. Or, uh, well, the first one, do I believe in ghosts? I don't. Um, but it's it's funny. I was talking about this on a I guess on this show called uh, Obsessed recently, where you talk about something you're obsessed with. And my obsessed thing was really well made scary stuff, movies, books, blah blah blah. Um, and uh, we got into ghosts. So I'll. I'll reiterate a little bit of what I said there and uh, maybe, uh, you know, expound on a little bit more. But the way I've always felt about ghosts, uh, if if there's such a thing as a ghost, the best theory I've ever heard is that someone, when they died, uh, left an impression, much like a photograph or, um, you know, like if a, if a nuclear bomb goes off, supposedly our shadows will be left on the wall from the from the atomization. Um, if someone was killed in such a horrific way or it was such a, a, an emotional punishing moment or whatever, um, perhaps they left, uh, I don't know, a soul impression of some kind uh, that's still there and they're not. I don't believe that ghost is a living uh, spirit that walks around. I, I think that that just makes no sense, and I can't imagine a, a a higher being being that cruel to leave people behind just to walk the earth forever. This rock we're on in space that makes no sense. Um, but if that theory holds true, that's why you always see scary ghosts, like ghosts with no heads, a little terrifying kid, uh, you know, things like that. You you never see the ghost. Of a, of a of a of a jokey chubby dude making fat uh, making dad jokes, you know. There's never there's never a grandpa doing yo yo tricks. You never see like a ghost that's just you know, um, a little kid doing cartwheels. It's it's always it's more often than not it's you it's 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 a scary thing. But the the concept of a ghost has always been horrifying to me, and I've always felt that 
ever since I first had this thought, if I ever saw an actual ghost, I would shit my pants, not just because it was a ghost, but more like because that can fucking happen. You can die and just be stuck here, wandering around, haunting places. What a horrifically lonely eternity. My God. Well, I mean, th- think of it. You, you, could, you could slip in a, in a puddle of, of, of spilled fruit punch at Target, bust your skull open and you're haunting Target forever? Not even a cool mansion. You're just wandering around, uh, the ghost of Target. <laughs> He's always moving salty peanut granola bars around. Hidden Valley, they're his favorite. Yeah. He's a really shitty, boring ghost. Yeah, his name was Matt. I mean, that that's to me is the scary that would be the scariest thing about ever seeing a ghost. And the fact that we just don't we don't see them un- unless they're in Victorian garb or like a suit of armor or, you know, a, a peasant's vest. You 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 never you never hear about ghosts wearing like a members only jacket, you know? You you never hear about a a ghost wearing uh um you know, anything by Fred Siegel or uh, Ed, Ed, he has like an Ed Hardy hat. He used to be, he was like in Ashton Kushner's entourage and he drove his, the the Harley that he just bought and never learned to ride into the side of the rainbow room and died. And so now he haunts the Sunset Strip. If you, if you walk down the Sunset Strip around 1 a.m., you can hear him yelling, bro. Just yelling bro into the wind. And he's trying to get Ashton's attention. Forever. The, the fact that you never see that ghost makes me just believe there aren't any ghosts. It's something that was kind of made up. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's roll another one. We got one more call? Or is that it? We, we did four. Great. Um, then um, forget I said that. Uh, but look, bef- before, I, before I end, I, I wanted to read a thing. Um, Right now, and again, I don't know when this, uh, this, what, huh? Today? Friday. Okay. So, um, yeah, this, uh, this, this podcast is coming out, uh, Friday. It's Monday right now. Um, the 9th, I believe it's the 9th. Yeah. And, um, uh, a lot has come out about a certain studio head who is, uh, accused of, um, uh, sexual mixed adventure, let's say harassment, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I was thinking about it this morning and, um, how I feel like we're evolving in the right direction as a species in terms of getting a lot of this stuff out in the open. But I, I thought about what it means to be, a, a guy. And I thought about, um, you know, uh, the, the job of men now, uh, and, and in, in combating, uh, shitbirds to not be a shitbird but to also be aware and not be silent about shitbird behavior so i'm just going to read this thing that i wrote uh about a joke i did on twitter and then i wanted to just expound it upon so here goes uh, a couple of days ago i tweeted a joke about harvey weinstein's proclivity for asking women if they wanted to watch him shower just struck me funny as holy shit what a terrible line what woman wants to watch a man shower especially when that man is the furthest thing from Ryan Gosling on earth. And Harvey really is. The point of my bit was, though Harvey is without a doubt a horrible scumbag, I wouldn't want that amazing line to get lost 
you know, somewhat ironically, I think men and women should use it, both straight and gay. The key is to only say say it when a mutual attraction is firmly established, and even then, to say, only say it in a neutral place, not a hotel room. Maybe a loud bar and said loud enough to be heard over the music. Hey, do you want to watch me shower? It's just, it's comedy gold out of a man's mouth, you know? It, anyway. But... Back to the non-silly, horrible thing. An article on Slate recently stated, after all the Harvey stuff came out, it was a bad week for men, quote-unquote. Shit, I guess we're due, huh? What with the bad for as long as humankind has existed for women, we've still got going? This guy abused his power for decades, making untold amounts of women feel like crap. They were preyed upon and abused. We'll never truly know the damage he did. It brings to mind a great comment Patton Oswalt made about Cosby back in late 2014. Quote, how many women have come forward? Like 13? That means there's hundreds. That means there's fucking hundreds. If you see one cockroach, there's thousands in your house. Unquote. One thing I've always believed is that practice makes anything strong. That can mean your muscles if you do a lot of push-ups. That can also mean that whatever evil tendencies you have inside you, should you indulge them, will gain strength. Harvey was a guy in a position of extreme power, one that allowed him to indulge these tendencies on two levels. One, with women too afraid to come forward, and two, with people of both sexes who knew these things were going on, but were also too afraid to come forward. All these people were scared for the same reason, their careers. Hollywood and showbiz in general is strange for a lot of reasons, one of which is no one really knows what's going on. If a massively powerful guy tells you he'll ruin your whole career if you don't shut up, who's to tell you he won't or can't? You don't know. This atmosphere allowed Harvey to be the shitbird he was and to grow stronger and stronger a shitbird as time went by. There are a lot of interactions I've had with women I regret in my life. Drunken advances, refusal to communicate, being casually cruel in social situations, many more. I have been a not good guy. But the stuff I've learned about some of my male counterparts, the stuff I've read in the news, it makes me want to barf. Where is the fucking shame? Do you not lie awake at night wondering perhaps if karma is real? Or at least, on a human level, wonder of the damage you've done to all these women's lives? Are they lying awake, maybe blaming themselves? Christ. So, to guys, let's not be shitbirds. On a purely selfish level, you'll like yourself more. And I truly believe most of us are not or at least do not want to be shitbirds. The big job right now, shitbird-wise, is to no longer do nothing about shitbirds. Is some dude possibly in a position higher than you on some Harvey bullshit? Don't be tolerant, don't enable, and most of all, don't be silent. As we watch Harvey the dinosaur sink into the tar pit, let's aim to make sure he's the last of his kind. And the dinosaur thing is, is not a fat joke. Just throwing that out there. There's a lot of reasons to dump on them, but let's not fucking pile on that shit, okay? Um, so, this is me. Uh, not to end on a, on, a, on a sad, somber note, but I want to be uplifting, and I also want to do the right thing, you know? Um, but thanks to all the people who called in. Guys, please tell your friends about the number. Tell them to call in, and call in yourself if you haven't. 323-776-3609. I think the format went great this time. Let's make it even better. Together. You and me. Uh, take care of yourselves and uh, see if you can kiss your own butthole. Bye.
branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.